I don't need help. I'm not in an abusive relationship. This is just how it is for us. It's a lie we tell ourselves, one that many in abusive relationships repeat until they believe it. But there's hope. Welcome to I'm Not In An Abusive Relationship, a podcast about surviving domestic and sexual violence. This show is about hope. You will hear from survivors of abuse, and their stories may sound familiar. They may even inspire hope. Our goal is to connect with others in these toxic relationships to offer that hope, and with supporters of our mission, anyone willing to help get rid of abuse in our culture. We also talk with the experts in the field, from the officers on the front lines of domestic abuse calls to the therapists and advocates helping survivors navigate this complicated road of recovery. If you're in need of help, please visit our website or call our 24-7 hotline, 800-828-2023. And if this is an emergency and you need help immediately, please call 911. Welcome to I'm Not In An Abusive Relationship with your host, Claudia Pauls. Hello. Welcome once again to I'm Not In An Abusive Relationship. This morning, well, in past episodes, we've been discussing um, how people are benefiting from the services of DASIS, as well as personal stories and, and uh, information from therapists and folks who work with um, the people who are using the services of DASIS. But today, we're going to talk a bit about how DASIS came to be and the folks who really keep things going. And this today, our guest is Ned Halet. And Ned, welcome to the show. We're so glad you could join us today. Thank you. Ned is the president of the board of directors of DASIS. And um, I've known Ned for probably more years than I haven't known Ned. So, um, and this is a a different, uh, uh, you've been such a businessman and involved in the community. This is sort of a different route for you a bit. So maybe you could tell us how you got involved with DASIS. Well, um, back in the early 2000s, I finally decided that I was old enough and maybe experienced enough to be of uh, some assistance to um, a a nonprofit or a charity or something like that. So I put out some feelers, and a friend of mine here in town um, came to me and asked me if I'd go to a meeting uh, for DASC back then, uh, Domestic uh, Domestic Assault shelter coalition so i went and uh uh, sat through a three-hour meeting Mm. um and when we left uh she asked me how i how i thought i said well we could really turn that into a business meeting and she asked (laughs) me if i could uh help them do that so 15 years later i'm still involved um uh, frankly i didn't get involved with uh the domestic violence industry, or if you want to call it that, uh, because of a passion. I got involved because a friend of mine asked me to help. And uh, I'm going to say a couple years into my uh, tenure on the board, um, I was at a vigil that we were holding, and it was raining that night, so we couldn't hold it outdoors, so we went inside. And I suppose like every man in the world, instead of being in a church and 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 paying attention, I was reading the bulletin. <laughs> um, the woman up front was talking about her experience as a um, survivor, and I was kind of reading the bulletin and paying half attention. And, and then somewhere in her story, she said, uh, I finally left him after he hit me with a hammer. Oh, my gosh. 
So I popped back off my off the wall that I was standing against and, and thought, no, maybe I better start paying better attention to this. And uh, it was kind of an epiphany for me. Uh, I don't, in the, in the big picture, I don't like bullies. There it is in a nutshell. And perpetrators of this sort of thing, in my simple mind, are just bullies. I don't like bullies in uh, school. I don't like bullies in work. I don't like bullies in politics. And, and perpetrators of domestic violence and sexual assault, in my, again, my simple mind, I cut it down to bullies. And so I've, in the 15 years, I've tried to help this organization get their job done. Um, I'm very proud of them, uh, proud of what they've done, and uh, I'm excited for what the future can bring us. That's amazing. We certainly appreciate the time that you have spent. Um, and that is, we have mentioned more than once, um, sexual assault or, or domestic violence, any of these um, problems. It, it is a bully problem. It's not a sexual problem. It's power and control and bullying and having the ability to do that to someone else. You're, you're trying to, uh, the perpetrator is trying to make himself stronger by making somebody else weaker mm -hmm. and that control is how they do that um now granted i don't have and frankly don't really want to have direct interaction with survivors other than congratulations and whatever but um they you know the the ladies on the front line marvelous people um they let me do this sort of a thing, you know, talking on the radio and, and getting in front of groups to, to spread the word and sometimes asking for money mm -hmm. uh, to help us in our cause. And, I'm, and I like to think I'm good at that um, because I'm not good at dealing with the day-to-day the -day drama that, that the staff at DASIS has to handle. Um, that would be just beyond me. Um, they've they've mentioned a few incident incidences and it just makes me wince and it <laughs> like i suppose maybe uh, a traditional man i just get mad well but that's a good start for yeah. sure yeah and helping them find the tools they need to be able to diffuse that drama and to help uh, victims become survivors yes whether it's support or whether it's money or whether it's exposure to the uh, community, mm -hmm. um, th that's what I see my role to be, uh, and also to run a meeting. I'm sure they don't last three hours anymore. No, they do not. <laughs> and maybe get even more done than they did in the three hours previously. So as part of streamlining um, meetings, not just the meetings, but you have truly affected what DASIS is able to do as an organization kind of enabling them to work with with the survivors um, some of those are now annual events or um, a vast number of board members they kind of are including the whole county so um, we you do have some events coming up Ned if you'd like to mention some of those well uh, yes we've got uh, uh, here in the next couple weeks uh, actually a week from 
well, uh, the 10th of August, we have our Walk a Mile, a very interesting uh, event, especially for guys who like uh, who who are not like-minded in wearing high-heeled shoes. <laughs> um, we also have you know uh, kitten heels and and various other red-colored shoes for for people to wear in a uh, figurative walk a uh, mile in her shoes. Um, we've done this now for six or seven years. I forget exactly how long. Uh, it's been very successful. Uh, it's a very nice uh, morning out uh, for, for the family. We've got uh, a dog walk. We've got a bouncy house. We'll have a cake walk as part of the festivities. So if you're in, uh, you know, if you happen to be in Three Rivers at the Lincoln Park Zoo, or Lincoln Lafayette Park. Uh, yeah, the Lafayette Park. Thank you for the Lafayette Park uh, area um, next to the Presbyterian Church. Uh, we'd love to see you and um, um, hope to hope to have you participate with us. It's it's a lot of fun. So uh, along with that, I mean, there's the whole just experience for the men who are walking right. in those lovely red-heeled shoes. Right. But it, it's also an opportunity for folks to donate to DASIS. Yes, and and it's kind of a lighthearted uh, view of a serious subject. Yes, it's, it's, uh, it's it can be a, uh, a difficult walk. I've tried it a couple times. It's not... Uh, <laughs> I've seen a picture of you in red yeah, heels. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not exactly, a, a, you know, one of my favorite things to do, but, you know, you do it for... Uh, the fun and the exposure. Uh, and it gives us a chance to uh, spread our message a little bit more, how to um, take part in, uh, in the uh, community effort to, to end this thing, uh, end this uh, circle of violence that, that we uh, seem, our culture seems to be in. Uh, we also uh, are having a masquerade um, event in uh, Sturgis in uh, October. Uh, we'd love to see you for that. Uh, stay tuned for some uh, some more details on how how and when that's going to take place. That's a blast. Uh, we have we've held those now for three years I think in various locations. Uh, it's a great time to uh, dress up and and uh, take part in some uh, some of those festivities. It's a lot of fun. Uh, this year's theme, I believe, is Old Hollywood, so that'll oh, be a lot of fun. That will be fun. Um, and my job also is to get in front of, uh, you know, the service clubs and and church groups, that sort of thing, uh, to talk about what we do and, and how to take part and how to donate uh, if that's what you would like to do. So uh, there are a number of ways of doing that. You, can, you know, obviously our website is... Uh, um, has a donation spot. There's also a, a, a location where you can volunteer. So um, it's it's a it's a very dynamic organization. The board is made up of a number of professional people, everywhere from a um, police chief, director of safety, I believe they call it now, and uh, we have HR professional. We've got uh, a CPA. Um, We've got a retired school teacher, et cetera, et cetera. So we've got a, a wide range of people on the board, and we think that's important, uh, both in the number of contacts we have and in how to help um, DASIS 
go forward with a with a viable strategic plan and <clears throat> to maintain the quality of control that uh, is required for, for an organization of this size. And so being a 501c3, that kind of thing, so folks can realize that their donation is going to all of the services that DASIS provides, um, all those volunteer opportunities. It, it, it really is very focused, everything that you and your board have been able to do for the organization itself. Yes, we're very, uh, they're very considerate of the amount of money that comes in, how it's spent, and, and very frugal in that, in the service side. The the level of care, obviously, we have a shelter to support in some form and fashion, but primarily our our um, expenses are staff, mm-hmm. as it should be mm-hmm. in a people-driven industry in this mm-hmm. type of industry. Um, so, the the more help we can get that way, the I think the better uh, services we can provide, programs we can provide. One of the other things we'd like to do, uh, Dan and I are both involved with a uh, upcoming men's breakfast uh, held on the 14th of September in Three Rivers. Um, again, you can get on our website for all the details. Uh, but we'd like to uh, put together a, a relatively large group of men to support a program of, uh, of DASIS in getting into uh, schools in the area to talk about date rape and domestic violence and sexual assault um, in, at, the, at the high school and college levels mm-hmm. um, so, that, so we can try to catch this sort of thing a little earlier in the, in the age groups. That's not the word I was looking for, but a little bit earlier in the experience. Maybe even prevent some things exactly. from happening. Um, giving, whether it's girls or boys, information ab- about date rape. What is it? You know, rather than, oh my gosh, this happened. I didn't even know what it was. Right. So, um, signs to look for, that sort of thing. And interesting coming from a men's breakfast because while women have the knowledge to present these um, informational items to groups, mixed groups of boys, girls, whatever, um, being able to hear from men and women, I think is going to get that message through that it's not a girl thing. It's not a guy thing, but this is a people problem that we really need to address. So that's, that is great. Also, I'm, I, I'm impressed at how you and the board have been able to, um, take a serious group and yet, bring along the business end of things with donors and events that are um, when when victims have become survivors and get their lives back and have joy and fun and normalcy in their life and then to be able to participate in fundraisers like this and bring you know folks in you know with a bouncy house and families and and kind of an atmosphere that yes we're going to help those who are in need to bring them through the crisis and the drama that they're experiencing at the moment. It's kind of well, a nice blend from yeah. the business end as well as the services that DASIS and provides. That, and that's a really interesting point. Um, one thing that a lot of charities struggle with is the business side mm-hmm. of what they do. Uh, I heard an excellent quote the other day, um, tax, ex- um, 
Yeah, tax exempt is a no. Nonprofit is a tax status, not a business plan. Right. And yeah, very good. And right. That is a uh, something that we need to always keep in mind. Mm -hmm. The other one I like to use is that uh, the road to hell is paid with good intentions mm -hmm. and somebody else's money. <laughs> we have to be very careful that we have to be good stewards of, of uh, how that money is spent and coming from uh, uh, and the people that are on the staff and, and in the management get caught up in the drama and the board's role is to make sure that the business of what we do stays in place so that we can continue to do it because it right. you know the good intentions will take you so far but if you do, if you don't have the business uh, acumen to back it up uh, it won't last long and now you're no now you're no help to anybody so uh, one of the things that I think that uh, the d diversity of the board has brought us um, is uh, that business side that is great too so if you are looking for a charity to volunteer for or to donate funds to uh, DASIS is an excellent option um, take a look at our website d-a-s-a-s-m-i dasismi.org or give us a call we'd be happy to sit down and talk with you um, our employees I guess they are employees I mean while they are providing services and and the job that they do goes beyond a, a kind of a nine to five go to work get your work done work um, your donation does allow these wonderful people to be able to provide services to all of those folks who are on their way to becoming survivors um, we have an 800 number 800-828-2023 and that is 24 hours if you are uh, finding yourself in a situation that you would like to reach out if you need some help or if you would like to become a volunteer or a donor please visit our website or give us a call and we would love to hear from you so Ned thank you so much for joining us today um, you and your wonderful wife Mary who I've known forever as well have both been great volunteers and um, community members and, and folks around Sturgis for many, 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 well, a couple of many years. We're not going to say how many years. but um, So, you know, what are maybe a little bit about you personally? We know you've been in town for a very long time and have retired from Baroque Tool, and I'll kind of let you take it from there. Yes, yeah, been married uh, 48 years, and uh, she's, you know, my main source of support. Um, one thing that I don't know is a lot of people know, I, I taught martial arts for 35 years. I think a lot of people do know that. And sometimes when I hear stories, I revert back to that. And, you know, uh, that creates a little bit of a, um, I guess, a, an old school man's solution. <laughs> um, so I have to be a little bit careful of that. But... Uh, um, you know, I, I had a great career. Uh, they've afforded uh, that, that career afforded me a chance to become involved because the organization that I retired from, uh, the company I re retired from, uh, is a very community oriented company and, uh, they instilled that. So mm -hmm. DASIS might've been the first group that I, um, 
volunteered for, and that led to a number of others. Uh, so I, I still enjoy being involved uh, with the community and, and everything that's going on. Well, that's great. We certainly appreciate all that you have done, not just for DASIS, but for the community in St. Joe County as well. Thank you. Thanks so much, Ned. Well, thanks for allowing me to be here. Uh, but let me uh, let me just reverse the role here for a second. Claudia, you've been involved with uh, this um, based on, I believe, a telephone invitation. Uh, I day. think that came from you, as uh, I recall. I believe that mm -hmm. was right. Um, mm -hmm. So as a, um, now an interested, uh, now outsider is not really the term I want to use, but as an interested um, uh, civilian, I guess, uh, what have you learned? What have you found out uh, that you didn't know before? Some things that I wish I had never found out, but um, along those lines, you know, coming from just my little middle class, small town, great childhood kind of background. Got, I mean, I've been a teacher for 45 years now. Love every day of it, truly. Uh, I've met hundreds, thousands of, of students, watched them grow into adults, all those kinds of things. And just while I continue to try to view the world not just from my, you know, little old lady perspective, um, it's hard to, to change your viewpoint because you kind of are who you are. And so you there's always a filter on, on how you live your life and what you perceive things to be. And when someone seems to be, oh, I'm fine, everything's fine, and you just say, okay, well, you must be. The way, several things that I've learned, one of the top is how people can gloss over severe pain and, and tragedy and, and bad things happening in their lives and, and project whatever kind of image they, they want people to see them as. Um, how people can, can come across as not being, um, as not needing help, but finally get to the point where they accept I have got to find some help, and this is what's happening to me, and how can I move forward from there? Um, realizing that there are organizations like DASIS, and, and just learning from all of these wonderful therapists who I've had an opportunity to talk with about, um, you know, things that you think, well, you know, so you hear, oh, this, this horrible thing happened in this family, but there was drug abuse or something else going on. All of these symptoms that come together and people, you know, from the outside are judging, well, there was this or there was that. No, 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 no. This is, this is um, learning about a bully and wanting power and control and, and how victims um, who are still in victim stage, which, you know, how, all the different things they do to cope until they really can find their way out of what they're dealing with. So, um I am thrilled that I've been able to make any kind of a contribution, which I don't know that I have, but um, learning what DASIS is able to do and hoping that people in this county are willing to support it has just been an eye-opening experience for me. Oh, thank you. I believe that went very well. <laughs> Thanks for asking. <laughs> thank you for listening to I'm Not In an Abusive Relationship. If these stories resonate with you and you need help, please visit our website, dasasmi.org that's dasasmi.org or call our hotline at 800-828-2023 we are here to walk alongside you now if you know someone who might benefit from our show please share it social media email simply telling someone about it all help us spread the word 
and help us to combat domestic and sexual violence. We also welcome financial and volunteer support. That information is on our website. Thank you to the staff, volunteers, and board of directors at Domestic and Sexual Abuse Services. This podcast is produced with the help of a committee of dedicated advocates. Thank you to WBET Radio in Sturgis, Michigan for the use of their studio. This has been a podcast about surviving domestic and sexual violence and a production of Domestic and Sexual Abuse Services of Michigan.